back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, and we're live today at Wingstop. It is a Wingstop Wednesday. Today, we're at 50th and O location. Come try the brand new Wingstop Chicken Sandwich. You can choose between any of their 12 flavors. Uh, the sandwich comes with two toasted buns and pickles, and the sandwich is just $5.49. Combo with a drink and fries, $7.99. A heck of a deal. You can order online at wingstop.com or use DoorDash and Uber Eats to have your food delivered. Of course, the Ticket Water Cooler as well as the Captain brought to you every day by Wingstop. And we here at the Ticket Water Cooler, uh, well, here we're here to get you through your lunch hour every day from 12 to 1. Myself, Jake Bachman, Enrique Alvarez Cleary, better known as Rico, back in studio is. for now. <laughs> Enrico, I, I left with a, a question I wanted to return with um, was uh, that I saw off the text line a little bit earlier. The best offense and defensive player you've seen for Nebraska f- through this one in three start. Now, I think the, the offensive one, uh, to me, it's a simple enough, but the defensive one's kind of interesting. First, I'll let you give your answers here. I have two offensive ones, two of them. Well, that's, Obviously, that's cheating. Obvious one. Well, no, because yep. the, the one is everybody's one is Anthony Grant. Absolutely. Obviously. Yes. Number two, Trey Palmer. Wow. You like Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer has had a fantastic start to the season. Um, Casey Thompson has been, been able to find a way to get him the ball. I mean, he was the only one with more than three receptions. He had ten receptions in the game against Oklahoma. He's had, I think, one 100-yard game, but a bunch of, of clutch or, or really big important catches in, in just about every game. So Trey Palmer has, has emerged as that number one receiver, that kind of go-to receiver for, for Casey Thompson. And if the rest of the receivers can kind of get into a rhythm, because like you've seen Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda step up for one game. Marcus Washington kind of emerged in game two and has kind of been decently solid in the other games. Um, but Trey Palmer has been that one guy that you see Casey Thompson trying to get the ball to and usually getting the ball to uh, in, in clutch situations. So obvious Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer number two for me. And then on the defensive side of things, probably not going to make a lot of friends with this one, O'Shawn Mathis. Although he's not getting to the quarterback and he's not getting the sacks, he's if you watch the games, he's getting a decent amount of pressure uh, during games, and he's finishing games with a ton of tackles. He's, he's being – I know this is going to sound weird – He's been really good in the run game. He's been really good at, at either chasing people down or getting some tackles for loss or tackles for minimal gain uh, in the run game. He's not getting to the quarterback at a level that people were probably expecting to, him to, but he's also getting double teamed just about every time because the rest of the defensive line isn't really doing much to help him out. So <clears throat> O'Shawn Mathis, for me, on the defensive side of things, has kind of been a standout. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that. I, I mean, I don't think anybody on the defense is really shining too bright, but some are shining a little bit brighter than others. So, um, yeah, if you look at just sack numbers, you might be frustrated by Oshan, but he is right up there and leading the tackles for this team. Um, that's interesting what you say about Palmer. He does, you know, he is. We've seen the flashes. He's got some explosiveness to him. Obviously, the big catch in the first uh, uh, touchdown catch against Oklahoma. Every, I mean, that was probably the high point of the season, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely the high point of the game. That was definitely the high point of the game for, for Nebraska. Nebraska. For Nebraska fans, they were one of the best teams in the nation for about five minutes. Yeah, and it was beautiful, and we loved it. Uh, but uh, of course, had that fumble coming out of the you know in the second half, um, has had some drops. So I, I think he can get better. 
But yeah. he, he certainly is a, a big weapon for Nebraska's passing offense. And I think, too, um, you know, the offensive line's a problem. I think that's, that's well-documented, obvious, you know, and it was last year. And I think if you were really getting hyped up for this season, I don't blame you because you're a fan and that's what you want to do. You want to get excited. But I did think that was one thing that was somewhat overlooked is your offensive line's your biggest problem. You bring in a first-time offensive line coach. And I'm not saying Riola's not the guy. I'm saying that's a lot to put on him. Somewhat like Mickey, you know, it's just a lot to throw mm-hmm. at him. A really bad offensive line uh, with maybe not a, maybe not too many tackles on the roster. I think these guys, you know, Corcoran's been moved to guard. Yeah. Ben Hart, I've got to say at this point, his future probably makes more sense at guard. Um, so You've got you Kevin know, Williams and Hunter Anthony, Brent Banks, yeah. who you, you haven't yet seen in, in a game yet. I mean, you've got, it, you've got guys at tackle you just haven't, put them into a game quite yet and, and who knows maybe that's that's what ends up happening I mean you're, you've got a bye week to figure things out I I for one expect a decent amount of changes uh on both sides of the ball with with new personnel getting out there but I can't say for sure uh but definitely on the offensive line I'm expecting some changes I'm expecting some new some new names some new numbers to be starting on that front line yeah, and I, I do think they lost their probably two best offensive linemen from last year. Cam Jurgens, without a doubt. I mean, there's no argument there. And then Norton Noelli, who, you know, I thought he, as the season progressed last season, was probably your second best lineman. Um, so you don't have either of those guys. Um, and they did hit the transfer portal. Like you said, Kevin Williams uh, and, and Hunter Anthony, not the biggest names, not the, you know, but, I, you know, it's, it's hard to find great mm-hmm. offensive linemen in the transfer portal. That's I would say a great offensive lineman that you're really not going to find them in the transfer portal because they're going to stay where they're at because, right. you know, they're probably starting if they're a great offensive lineman. It's really hard to find a, a great top-of-the-line offensive lineman coming out of the portal because – they would end up. They would have been a backup wherever they're at, and yeah. and you're not, not really looking for look more at, touches. Exactly. Or you, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. It's there's a, one. There's for. I mean, there's five spots, but there's there's one spot. Like like a yeah. quarterback, there's one spot. A running back, you can rotate out. A wide receiver, you can rotate out. Tight end, you can have multiple. Like the offensive line, that's it. It's those five, and if you're not if you're not the top guy, you're not the top guy. You no matter how good you are. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that that's going to continue to be a problem. But oh, I was saying all this along, it kind of got me off, off track there, is that I don't think they're going to be as overwhelmed as they were against the type of athleticism and speed that Oklahoma showed. I know it's it's one year, but Brent Venables, we said, I've been saying all along, oh, yeah, this is the perfect time to catch Brent Venables. It's still a Brent Venables defense. <laughs> that guy has been one of the best defensive coordinators, not just for a five-year span or, you know, he, you know he's he's adapted. He's, he's adjusted to college football over mm-hmm. the years, and he's got one of the top defenses basically each of the last 20 years so you know he he's got you got a great mind there you got athleticism that's superior to what Nebraska's going to see more often than not so all this is to say I don't you know I think there are times um, that was kind of the measuring stick game right and so now you know when you play Ohio State or Oklahoma or, 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 or one of those teams that is at the top you might be overwhelmed and especially on the offensive line but I think when you're playing the Indian Indiana's got a a, a pretty poor defense. It's almost as bad as Nebraska's is. And, and you know, that's not going to be too often in the Big Ten. But I'm just saying I don't think they're going to be overwhelmed as much in these other games, so they'll mm-hmm. be able to get that pass attack going. I'm not too worried about the offense still um, unless you're playing against elite uh, opponents. And right now Nebraska just, you know, Those last trying to make games. a bowl. Yeah, there's it's going to be tough. That's, that's when you worry. It's going to be tough. But yeah. the, the the remaining the games before those last four, I mean, they're still look they're they're still power five opponents. They're still Big Ten opponents. They're still gonna you know give you their best shot. But as you just said, you know the the top tier of college football, 
that's that's where I mean you got your measuring stick against Oklahoma and and you were not close. So I think you can compete with these next couple of games, but once you get to those last four, you're gonna have to have taken a big step up from where you have been in these first four games. Yeah, and then, and then I you know so I I think too I'm with you on Anthony Grant. I thought they maybe should have tried to get him a little bit more involved. Obviously AJ Allen was getting his series. We'll mm-hmm. see now with AJ Allen redshirting for the year. Are they going to do the same thing? Is Gabe Irvin going to get, you know, series set aside for him like Allen did? Or is it going to be more spell uh, Anthony Grant for a play or two? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. But uh, Anthony Grant, I think you got to try to get him more involved. They had him for 13 carries against Oklahoma. He's got to have more than that's that. That's just not enough touches. And I understand when the game starts to get away from you, you need to pass the ball more. Or, you know, as it goes on later in the game, you're not playing to win. You don't want to get Anthony Grant hurt. But um, I think they need to find ways to get him the ball, whether it's screens, whatever it is in the passing game. If the traditional running game's not working, uh, he's going to be phenomenal. He's, he'll continue to do well. Again, without a great offensive line to <laughs> open up the holes for him. Uh, on defense, it's kind of interesting because I know he's really boomer bust, and, you, and there's plenty of, uh, of talk about him maybe celebrating after plays and stuff like this, but Marquise Buford might be my pick um, for a young guy, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's somebody that I'm really excited for moving forward, uh, and I think if you surround him with some better players, some better, with some more play, he's a playmaker. That's what I'm trying to get to is I don't know if Nebraska has – uh, the total of turnovers other than Marcus Buford's, where he had the two interceptions and the forced fumble. Um, this defense, we talked about it for a long time, is at least when they were playing with the Scott off- Frost offense, uh, the idea under Eric Shenander's defense all those years was, you know, we're going to give up yards, but we got to be, we got to get it back in the turnover game, and they never really did. Not enough. Marquise Buford has at least given you a little bit of that. Again, you know, it's boomer bust at times with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bad angles from the Marquise safeties and stuff like Buford, that. Buford to me and this isn't this is not mean, you know, piling or talking bad. He seems more like a like a center fielder safety to me. He seems more like like a playmaker. More free safety. Yeah, than more free safety, safety yeah. than strong safety. Like a guy back there who's 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 going to be solid against the pass, like being able to defend against the pass, but in the run, you really got to have somebody else back there to to kind of assist with that. And, and I know, like you said, he has a forced fumble. He's he he gets in there for tackles, but from time to time there are some some missed. I mean, that's the entire the entirety of the defense. There are some missed yeah. some some missed angles and a ton of missed tackles. That's I mean, that's number one on the list of things to get fixed on this defense. Yeah, I mean, you're at, you're asking for a playmaker, or the, the the bright spot on an, a defense that's giving up 514 yards per game. Yeah. That's a lot of yards. It's not a great defense, obviously, and nobody's really happy with where they're at, but um, uh, they're making the change. You know, Bill Bush maybe can get it going for them. And, and, and again, I think some of these guys, um, I, I just kind of go back to Luke Reimer. Luke Reimer stood out as a playmaker, as a tackling machine with a bunch of veterans, with a group. Like, defense, it's really important to trust the guy, uh, you know, next to you. you got to be poetry in motion. Mm-hmm. It can't just be each of you fighting your own battle. Um, and, you know, I think that's hurting some of these guys that have excellent individual uh, athleticism and football IQ and all that stuff, but it's just not it's not running uh, congruently with the guys next to him, and, and that's going to be a challenge for Bill Bush uh, mm-hmm. as he gets going. And then there's obviously there is some parts, you know, that just I don't know if the answer's on the roster or, you know, it, it, unless, you know, without six or eight months of weight room work. So, um, 
there are going to be some things that they're just going to have to overcome. All right, let's take a quick break uh, here. We're live. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, live from Wingstop at 50th and O. Come check out one of their new chicken sandwiches for just $5.49. Combo with a drink and fries is $7.99. We mentioned it before the break, so we'll get back to it. Booze, alcohol could be coming to a stadium near you. Well, maybe not a stadium, but at least an arena, maybe a ballpark. We'll talk about that next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back. 